Welcome to Boardroom Media. My name is Velvet Bell Templeman, and I'm here talking to Mark Phillips, National Head of Performance Improvement at Grant Thornton. Mark specialises in commercial and strategic advisory with an extensive knowledge of the Australian manufacturing industry. Today, we'll be talking about how the manufacturing sector is adapting to the challenges and opportunities posed by COVID-19. Thanks so much for joining us, Mark. Thank you. Mark, let's just rewind a bit. How much manufacturing does Australia actually do? Uh, that's an interesting question. Uh, there's a lot of stats around. Um, the, the, the stats will tell you that uh, 6% of GDP, which is relatively low, uh, constitutes manufacturing. We were 10% roughly in 2010. So whilst the economy is growing, uh, manufacturing has been declining. But the truth is that there's not much that we cannot manufacture. Uh, a lot of people don't understand that as a, as a country, as a nation, we actually can manufacture most products. It's that through economic circumstances, because we're too expensive, we choose not to manufacture products. So in short, um, if we take uh, a submarine as an example, we, we don't produce a, a submarine, but we could produce somewhere between 60, 70, 80, 90% of the components that go into a submarine. So whilst you can pick items that we don't produce, uh, as a nation, we do have the capability to produce most products. So clearly a lot of our products come from overseas. I think it was only late last year that Huggies moved their factory offshore, but it's also electronics, construction materials and clothing. What happened when COVID-19 became an international health crisis and the borders started to close? So let, let's, let's be honest about what's really happened in the marketplace. Uh, what's happened is transparency, uh, and we haven't had transparency for a long time. So now we have consumers for the first time starting to understand, and broadly consumers starting to understand what we do or don't make. In respect of business, it's actually a true understanding of their supply chains. Um, it's for, for businesses... It's that small component that, uh, that, that they didn't think about in their supply chain that comes from a, uh, an entity that is, uh, that is impacted by COVID-19 and are not able to provide them the product that they need. Or it's actually a case of understanding where they actually sit and their relevance in the supply chain. So what I mean by that is that um, uh, as production scales up, um, organisations or businesses want to support their major customers and quite often Australian customers are not major customers. So uh, the, the, uh, the lead time on accessing product is taking a little bit longer. So I would say the, the main thing that came out of COVID-19 is for first, the first time ever a true sense of transparency in the manufacturing sector. Now, Mark, Perhaps unsurprisingly, Bill Shorten made a call in Parliament a couple of weeks ago to invest more in our manufacturing sector to ensure that we're not as heavily dependent on global supply chains. What would you like to see from our governments? So the, the government, uh, the federal government, state governments, they, they, are, they are talking the right language. They're talking about our need to have more sovereignty in respect of manufacturing. Uh, the federal government has, has a manufacturing task force in place. I have a little fear with government. Um, government talks about creating the economic conditions. It talks about lower exchange rates. It talks about stability of power. It talks about us being able to create the circumstances to which uh, organisations can actually invest. Um, government has talked about certain sectors 
It's talked about fertilisers, chemicals. It's talked about value-adding to, uh, to the food sector. It's talked about uh, more flexible-type manufacturing, which would be your, your digital-type manufacturing activities. Um, my primary concern, though, with government is, uh, if I can use uh, an analogy or, 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 or a way of uh, simplistically putting things forward, it's, it's, it's almost like what they're doing is they're taking a, a fisherman and they're giving a fisherman a, a great outfit, a great fishing pole, fantastic bait, um, no good if you're fishing in a barrel that just doesn't have any fish in it. And I think that's my primary concern at the moment with the direction that government's going in. Um, even if we create the best economic conditions, a lot of manufacturing decisions are made by multinational organisations. And we have 185 countries that are going through COVID-19. 185 countries are all going to want to localise manufacturing. So is our voice um, um, strong enough? There was one, one comment, though, that uh, I picked up on. Uh, Andrew Livis, who's uh, from Dow Chemicals, who heads the manufacturing uh, task force. And um, to quote him, he actually said, and, and he said, and I think very correctly, he said, we drank the free trade juice for too long. And he's right. Uh, Australia uh, raced to zero tariffs, um, which in theory sounds fantastic, but what it does is it, it takes away some of the, the, um, the financial impediments for manufacturing locally, uh, which allows us to be more open to receiving imports. Um, in respect of what I would love to see government do, I'd love to see government influencing um, critical mass. Government itself represents 20% of purchasing. And when you add uh, state governments, uh, local governments, uh, hospitals, uh, government-funded not-for-profits, schools, um, et cetera, et cetera, they constitute about 30% of the buying power in Australia. I would like government to start to buy local and buy local even if it costs more. Because if I'm buying local and I'm costing more, I'm actually creating a knock-on effect by uh, producing manufacturing jobs. It, it's actually a multiplier for the economy. And the second thing I'm doing is I'm creating a revenue flow that comes back to the government. So government effectively charges us, state governments as payroll tax, uh, federal government, we've got income tax and we've got uh, corporate taxes. If we keep the margin in Australia, if we keep making the money in Australia, we'll actually tax the money in Australia and any premium the government pays on local procurement um, will actually be paid for tenfold. So, Mark, if we were to do this and if we were to invest more in the manufacturing space, how would the sector tackle an increase in demand? It can't just be as simple as turning up the speed on the production line. That, that's correct. And, and you don't actually want to turn up the speed on the existing production line. Um, we do have some really good capacity. We saw that with... Um, the massive run on toilet paper and effectively they talked about being able to take equipment out of mothballing and actually start to increase production. So we do have uh, idle capacity sitting in the marketplace, but modern manufacturing equipment is so fast. It is so precise. It, it, it produces product at such high quality, at such high consistency, that what we need to do is actually look to scale up our equipment. In scaling up our equipment, we gain flexibility, uh, we gain improved quality. What we reduce is what I call uh, watching labour. 
in manufacturing, the worst job is to watch a machine manufacturing. Modern manufacturing equipment doesn't require you to watch a machine manufacturing. So I'd like us to, to put more investment into, and I'd love to see government supporting uh, the purchase of uh, equipment that will actually improve our existing capacity. Uh, I'd like to see some innovation, whether it be government, banks, super funds, supporting the purchase of the, the equipment. Equipment is a solid asset. Um, unlike research and development, you can't send research and you can send research and development offshore very quickly. A piece of equipment is not that easy to move. And I'd love to see us actually spending more on bringing up um, the, the level of quality. The worst thing we could do is just to turn up the speed on the production line. Uh, we won't effectively gain some of the efficiencies that we require. We require. Now, you touched earlier on local manufacturing. I've heard some local manufacturers are really stepping up. Do you have any examples of this? Yeah, look, actually, they're, they're all stepping up. They're all stepping up in different ways. You've not heard a lot of press uh, in respect of manufacturers stating that they need to, to put their hand out for support. What you're seeing is stepping up in lots of different ways. The, the current press obviously um, talks the, the good news stories. You know, Organisations like Four Pillars producing hand sanitizer, uh, and that's a fantastic example of, of redirecting a business so a business can actually do things differently. We actually have a history in our manufacturing sector of re-engineering businesses, whether it was the, the move away from the, the manufacturing of automotive vehicles to the move away from producing some of the lower cost, higher volume plastic items that come out now come out of China. Those businesses uh, have actually re redesigned themselves in such ways that they're actually able to produce different products. In fact, I've got one client who uh, I helped them buy a facility that manufactured automotive windscreens, largely for Toyota. As we know, Toyota is no longer uh, producing vehicles in the Australian marketplace. But this particular client, Solus, they are now manufacturing glass and architectural glass for the, the construction industry. And it's just a great example of organisations transitioning. So we've seen the transition in response to, to clear changes in the marketplace. What we're seeing with COVID-19, it's a little bit different. What we're seeing organisations is take the opportunity to improve their processes, to improve their systems, to repurpose their equipment. Um, there's a lot, of, a lot of goodwill in the sector. I've got manufacturers that have moved away from a full shift five days a week down to four days a week, three days a week. And there's a sort of working together to, to work their way through uh, the changes. Um, I've had a couple of manufacturers that are actually involved in, in uh, plastic-based product and they're ramping up medical products. And then ramping up medical products, not in a direct response to a request from government, but actually in a way to demonstrate to government that we do have the ability to produce products. We do have ability to produce products for the marketplace. And let's start to use this capability as and when, it, when we, we start to transition out of COVID-19. What about workforce? Is the manufacturing sector eligible to access the government JobKeeper program? And what are they doing to keep their people engaged? So the, the workforce is interesting. Manufacturing is typically considered to be an unskilled uh, industry. And there's been lots of commentary of recent that it's the unskilled labour of the marketplace 
that is going to be impacted most as we transition out of COVID-19. What people don't understand about the manufacturing sector, though, is that unskilled labour actually pays at the higher end. So whilst JobKeeper program is a fantastic initiative in keeping uh, businesses whole, uh, per se, the $750 a week doesn't actually cover the, the employee costs. It actually is uh, contributing towards those costs. The manufacturers are in the process of accessing JobKeeper. Uh, they are looking at keeping their employees actively engaged. They're looking at, at ways that they can actually utilise this time. When I've got access to resource, uh, I've got access to capacity, but I may not have access to sales, it allows me to recalibrate my equipment so that my equipment is actually operating more efficiently. It allows me to spend time looking at quality systems. It allows my employees to be creative on what else could we be producing. The process of moving from one product to another product is not driven by the product per se. It's driven by the process of the equipment. And a lot of the innovation on the shop floor, or sorry, a lot of the innovation in manufacturing comes from the shop floor. So uh, the term unskilled is used quite often in manufacturing, but the, the people who work on the manufacturing floor are so skilled in understanding how to be resourceful, uh, they will be utilising their time effectively to improve the position of the business as we go through COVID-19 and as we come out of COVID-19. And Mark, when talking to your clients, what are you hoping to see happen in manufacturing going forward? What do you think Australian manufacturing will look like in the next year or two? So look, it's, it's going to be very interesting. Um, uh, we, we've got a marketplace that's changed dramatically. Sovereignty in respect of manufacturing it has, has changed. When we talked sovereignty in the past, it would have been, do we have the ability to manufacture the products that we need to defend ourselves? Well, Defending ourselves in the past has largely been considered defending ourselves against a war, uh, whereas now we are defending ourselves against a, an infection that we're aware of. We're defending ourselves in respect of cyber security. We're defending ourselves in respect of uh, the environment. So we've actually got, I think, a resurgence in the respect for and the understanding for manufacturing. That said, it's going to be a, a slow recovery. Uh, it'll take two years plus at least for, for us to, to see the marketplace recover. I think with government uh, more focused on, on procurement, on government playing a bigger role in procurement, and I can't understate just how important it is that, uh, that government must um, start to give some teeth to government procurement, Traditionally, with government procurement, we would allow a, a multinational to come up with a very shallow reason as to why we can't produce something locally. We really need to, if I use the example of the submarine, we really need to look at how can we produce 50, 60, 70, 80 percent of, of, of the government purchase locally. If government plays that role, we actually could have a manufacturing-led recovery. And manufacturing has a greater multiplier effect on the economy. So what I'm asking my manufacturing clients to do is to, is to stay positive, to help with the, the language to the public, the consumer, 
that yes, we can manufacture in Australia and yes, manufacturing is important in Australia and try and rebuild the pride in our manufacturing sector because the manufacturing sector, whilst it's only 6% of, of GDP, it has the opportunity to be the cornerstone of, of, uh, of recovery, whether recovery is is in government getting involved in infrastructure or organisations growing through innovative ideas, you need somebody to produce the product to support those activities. And and that's really where I think the focus needs to be. If I can uh, reflect a little bit and and go a little bit further out rather than just two years, um, my my grandparents used to save every every piece of cardboard, uh, every metal can, every every item that they could find uh, to use it for a rainy day. Uh, My grandparents always referred to the depression and I never understood why it was that they behaved the way they behaved. Thanks to COVID-19, generations to come will will change and behave very, very differently in respect of where do we buy a product from, who who produces our product and what went into our product. So, look, I think Manufacturing has a great opportunity in front of it. I think government has a great opportunity to really support manufacturing. I think for too long, we have raced towards zero tariffs. We have uh, dug uh, minerals out of the ground, lithium out of the ground, exported that product offshore, and we've not value-added that product in Australia. We need to focus on how do we value-add in Australia? How do we keep product in Australia? How do we actually bring the pride back to manufacturing. Some great insights there, Mark. Thank you for your time. Thank you. It's a, it's a very interesting topic for me. I'm very passionate about it and I would love any opportunity to talk to people about what opportunities there are in respect of manufacturing. Fantastic. You can find further information on how COVID-19 might affect your business and assistance is available to you on the Grant Thornton COVID-19 hub at www.grantthornton.com.au forward slash COVID-19. My name's Velvet Bell Templeman and you're listening to Boardroom Media.